Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Well, we've made it back to the great city of Singapore, where we started our journey. And uh, I want to bring up a video with Mr. Todd Baldwin. Uh, about a year ago or so, Todd and I did a conversation talking about a 10-year challenge. And I think that's the kind of right idea. Real estate investing is not a get-rich-quick, but it is a get-rich-for-sure business. I think a lot of folks in real estate investing try to spin it as get-rich-quick, and it's just not. It is get rich for sure. And I think a 10-year horizon is the right idea. So go ahead and take a walk, take a listen to this video. Hope you enjoy it. Take care. Bye-bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Sunday expert, Mr. Todd Baldwin. Man, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. So I've seen you are participating in one of the latest Facebook, uh, I don't know what they're called, trends or whatever. And mm -hmm. it is the 10-year challenge. I think your story in the 10-year challenge is interesting because it starts as a 19-year-old mm -hmm. where you're like trying to figure it out, your college dropout or soon to be. And now you're a 29-year-old uh, guy who quit his job. So how'd you do it? It's amazing. Let's, uh, let's remind people that it, 10 years is a long time and a short time. Right. Absolutely. And I think the probably the craziest thing is it didn't actually take me 10 years because when I, I saw this 10 year challenge trend. Right. And I was 19. It wasn't until I was, I think, 21 or 22 that I actually dropped out of college to go pursue a career in sales. Mm -hmm. And that career is what allowed me to buy real estate. But um, yeah, you know, I don't want to sound all cliche, but I really do think that if there's something you want to do, for me, it was building wealth and, you know, buying properties and, and growing that real estate empire, man, you, you just got to freaking do it. There's really no, there's, there's no other thing to talk about, right? Like there are two types of people. You're either going to like sit around and dream about the life you want, or you're going to wake up and go make it happen. And too many people today are the former, right? They're sitting around, they're sort of like mopey <laughs> and complaining <laughs> about how life is unfair and it's like, man, like, you're right. Life is unfair. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Next. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I know that's sort of a segue from my, you know, from the topic of this video, this, the 10 year challenge, but yeah, in, in, uh, this 10 year span, which really for me was more of a six year span, I went from a college dropout with a negative net worth of 30,000. So I had negative 30,000 net worth mm -hmm. to multimillionaire in my twenties. And I did that through real estate. Oh, that's terrible. Well, you slack in again? I mean, I'm telling right. you. Man. Exactly. <laughs> so let's remind people. So you're 19 years old. Um, these are my words, not yours. You didn't know what the hell was going on. You were just existing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, had you met your wife yet? I saw a picture. Yes, we, we met freshman year of college. It was very lucky. We, so you we, so you had so you were dating by 19 or just kind of casual friends? I think we, we had, we had started dating when, when we were 19. So yeah, okay. we've been together now for about 11 years. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So you, so you, you met at the time at, at 19 though, you really didn't know you were just dating. 
It wasn't, Correct. you didn't know she was like the one. Is that Correct. fair? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're in a relationship, you're figuring out you're in college. Uh, have you declared a major at this point? Um, you know, I thought I was going to go into something like public speaking. Um, but then I ended up dropping out. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to like, again, you didn't know what's going on. There was no, no plan. I had no idea. I was not a good student. Yeah. And again, there's so many people out there just bouncing around because, and they're doing what they were told, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Was college for you? Because um, again, you grew up financially insecure like I did. Did you mm-hmm. see college and the reason you went as the ticket to making money? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I basically saw three options. Um, I grew up in a very small town. We were poor. And I was like, I got to get out of this freaking town. So I was like, I could, I could enlist in the military. Yep. I could run away with the circus. Oh, wow. Go okay, to college. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually thought that that college was the place where you learn to get rich. It me wasn't too. until I actually got to college that I figured out that that's not the case. Yeah, um, me too. It's weird, right? Right. Yeah. I don't want to badmouth college, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. It, yeah. it could be a wonderful, like it, it was great for my wife. Like she got everything she needed out of it, but it, it really does um, sort of school, I, I think is a training ground for employees. And I've never been a good employee. I'm I'm an entrepreneur and I'm an investor. Like I can't like people telling me what to do and like clocking in and like doing all these things that I don't think matter. It just doesn't work for me. Right. No, I totally agree. Very, very cool. So, okay. You're 19. Again, this, the 10 year challenge is interesting because again, your journey, at least going from negative 30 to a multimillionaire really doesn't start at the beginning of this journey. You're just existing. So you bounce around, then you drop out, then you do door to door sales. At what point do you get that? you go from door to door to inside sales. When was that like year what? Um, so I dropped out to go do this inside sales job. So I okay, was cool. door to door sales when I was in, in college. college. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Okay. So now it's kind of two or two and a half years into this journey. You do this. How long did it take you to save that first 18 grand? Cause that, that, um, that was key. Not real long because within maybe eight months of dropping out of school, I was making around 110 grand a year. Just um, busting your ass. Totally. I was working 17 hours a day. I hope people hear this stuff, man. Again, it, yeah, the only, the only cold calling sucks unless you've done door-to-door sales. Then it's yeah. easy. Right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great thing. Again, I've told many people, right? I've done, I've, you know, on some, you know, just some, if you can get a commission sales job and you can figure it out, were, were, did, were you like a 50-50 base except, um, commission? So, um, yeah, I mean, I had a base salary, um, not a huge one, um, but a regular, you know, 70, 30, 64, what was the split? It was my base salary was 50,000 and then I would make 9% commission on sales. Yeah. Um, but then I had such a crazy, like I actually, this could be a story for another video, but I, I broke a record at the company for like the most amount of appointments set by phone Yeah. Um, because I'd come from door knocking, which yeah. is so much harder. Um, and after that, I got a huge increase to my commission percentage, just yeah. like massive increase. So yeah, one of the days, I think I came home with a commission check of 40,000 in a day, mm. which was awesome. No, right? so that was, so that, that, did you get commission checks daily? Um, no, sorry. I got commission checks trued up um, monthly. Every 30, yeah, yeah. Every 30 days. But then one of the days I just happened to, I just come back from vacation so I hadn't had a lot for the whole month. And then I went out and made a sale and got I just it. happened to fall on that next payroll. So boom, like 40 grand check. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> awesome. So again, if you're watching this, you're, you're, you're hungry, you're excited and you don't know what you want to do. I challenge you to go find a commission-based job. 
mm-hmm. in my world, because again, I was both one of those. Here's the key. I, the, my first gig in, in sales was, well, first off, I had a commit. I have had commission jobs since I was 15. I worked at Sears and Robux selling craftsman tools and washers and dryers. So I've been, I've been commissioned. I had, I had a zero based job when you work in what they call white goods, I think, or soft goods or whatever. No, hard goods, hard line. Sorry. Uh, I didn't have a base. Mm-hmm. I was, I showed up and I wasn't paid because I was paid commission on every washer and dryer I sold. So um, anyways, I digress. But where I was going is, is usually in sales, you get this thing called a split, right? So you get an on-target earnings. We call it OTE. So let's just say your OTE was 100 grand. Really what happens in most commission jobs is you'll have a base and a salary. It could be a very low base, like an 80-20, which would be 20% base, in this case, 20K. But you'll have a plan like, hey, if you sell a million bucks, you'll make your 80 grand. And then you have this thing called accelerator money, right? You've heard me talk about this. Uh, you've heard Matt, the lumberjack landlord, and I talk about this. If you can get a plan like that, you can make gargantuan money, but you've got to bust your ass. You got to work 17 hours a day. You got to do what others don't, right? You've heard Matt, the lumberjack, talk about working 16 hours a day. You heard Matt's wife, Ashley, talk about him working 16 hours a day. Now you tell me 17. I was a pre-sales guy. So I'm an accounting guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm selling mm-hmm. software, IT tech software. I can't write code for anything. Usually the all my peers, all my other pre-sales people were all computer scientists and you know, their master's degree and wicked smart people. I outsold them five, six, seven to one because it's not about being the smartest person in the world. It's about knowing your craft. I spent, I, I gave my presentation a hundred times in a week to an empty room because I wanted to get good at my craft. Mm. Do what others don't and you could be richly rewarded. Yeah, so go get a commission-based job, figure it out. Work hard, work harder than everybody else and see what happens. What do you think? Uh, that's exactly what I had to do because I had a lot to prove, right? I just dropped out of college. I had no yeah. I was also the youngest you're a, person. The you're company. a failure at this point, right? Right, right, 22, no experience, no, you know, youngest person at the company. My only competitive advantage is that I was willing to outwork everybody. So I did. I worked 17 hours a day. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that's for everyone, but that's, that's what it took for me, 17 hours a day. And within um, eight, nine months, I was making six figures a year. I took all of that. I bought real estate and I was able to quit my job, um, gosh, four or five years into it. And now I never need to work again because I did it all in a four or five year period. Yeah. Then the last thing to, to, to hit on this is one that I want people to catch on. Cause um, again, you had a peer, you told me this, another story. I had several peers that sort of, when you get in, you kind of have a, like a class, like, Hey, we're the 2008 class. Cause you know, in sales, you get a lot of people come in, half of them leave, get washed out. Cause it's so stressful, but you guys will, will, will go through life together. Mm-hmm. At some point you and your buddies will be making some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I did in the beginning is I spent it all. I was your friend number one, right? I bought the fancy. I mean, who needs a six hundred dollar belt? I mean, come on. I mean, really? You know, need thousand dollars? Is that what you bought? Yeah, dude, I did. I, yeah, I, I, I got some stupid shit. Uh, you know, who needs thousand dollar loafers and you know a five thousand dollar suit and all the stupid things? Um, and that was me, right? I was, I was friend one. And then I had the come up as to go. This is not the right way whack your expenses. Then I became Todd Baldwin. Unfortunately, I lost 10 years. My journey doesn't start till 30 and you're freaking a multimillionaire at 29. You know how awesome that is that you were done before I started. That is so awesome. 
Thank you. No, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, yeah, it, people, I think that there's a problem where people want to look rich before they actually get rich and it's holding a lot of people back. And again, like if that's, I'm not here to judge anyone. No. Like if you want a $600 belt, I mean, I, I don't know what the hell I would do. I'd probably lose it. <laughs> don't worry. I have several. <laughs> yeah. I have several $600 belts. No. Um, you know, it's just, it's just about like, what do you want? And for me, the life that I wanted was I wanted to be able to live a life without limits where like now in my life, it wouldn't matter if I bought a $6,000 belt. Of course, right. it's not appealing to me, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I, I could, I could write a check for $6,000 for a belt and never miss the money because yep. I hustled and I didn't spend anything except for on real estate and food exactly. when I was coming up. I mean, that's really how I did it. And if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to have a high paying job and live like a student, and so you have this huge, like just huge bulk of income that you're putting away, do that for a couple of years and you're set. Yeah. So again, my life changed when we started living on 50% of our income. And again, my wife worked, right? So I'm 50% of our income because what happens is you're, you're snowballing what you're buying, but you're also having the income snowball from the other assets. And then it just, Mm -hmm. it just grows and grows and grows. So um, what do you think you were living on it? So your peak earning, and again, you've always been living below your means. What do you think you were living on? Like a, you were living on 20%, maybe 10%. I mean, you were, you were, I would, yeah. So last year, um, we made a lot of money and I think I lived on not even 10%, maybe, maybe 5%. No, I just, so let's, let's remove the investment earnings, just your W2. So Oh, got it. Okay. It, um, th- in that case, yeah, probably, probably 20% yeah, of my that, income. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you still, I mean, you, you got to live on some of it, right? You still got to eat, still got to go out a little bit. You got to enjoy life at least a little bit, but yeah, we were the most we got to, again, we were a family of three um, and the and kids, you know, you don't, you don't want them to, we, Teresa never, nearly never suffered. I don't want to say suffered didn't sacrifice, right? She got what she needed for school and it was never a question. So we were about 50%. We were about, mm-hmm. and then that just, it just grew from there. So, uh, so your 10 year challenge really was six, right? The first three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what hopefully people take from this is 10 years is plenty of time. Everybody needs to, I don't know, sacrifice, suffer, struggle, whatever you want to call it for three or four years. Mm-hmm. But then the snowball, the momentum, the inertia builds, and the last, the last half of whatever your journey is is amazing. Just watching this thing build and build and build, right? Right, absolutely. And I think too, it's you know, if you just look at a ten-year span to a decade, just imagine um, that you know the lifestyle that you're going to live in your thirties is predicted by the work you put in in your twenties. And if and if you're already thirty then that means the lifestyle you're going to live in your forties is going to be predicted by what you do in your thirties. Right. And so just like imagine the lifestyle that you want to live and know that there's going to be the span of time where before that you're going to, you're going to hustle and it might click for you later in life. It doesn't matter if you're 50 or 80 or 20 or whatever, but if you have goals, it's, it's never too late in my opinion. You can do it. Yeah. I think that is very well said. This has been a lot of fun. I love looking back. Congratulations. Uh, I am. I'm so happy for you that, that the work and all of that paid off. And I can't wait to see what you do the next 10 years, given what you did the last 10. Your bar is set pretty high. I look forward to watching you be wildly successful. How can people follow you? 
Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to get in touch, um, follow me on Instagram. It's at Todd J Baldwin. You can also check out my YouTube. It's just my name, Todd Baldwin. Thanks, buddy.